0: Happy New Year, young fellow. To my late grandpa! What's so happy about New Year's? <laughs> Everybody whooping it up, getting elastic burns on their chins, and for what? you think by now, 14,000 cocktail wieners into their lives, they'd have figured it out. New Year's Eve is a joke.
1: Weiss Schaff, this is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew.
2: Hi, blowholes. It's your favorite guest, Melissa.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to episode two, <laughs> 248. <laughs>
1: I feel bad now that we didn't reaffirm that.
2: i I feel bad. i was laughing through your intro like i don't know what you're gonna say and then you start speaking german i started laughing
3: um well here we are uh well we were originally going to do um wienerville hanukkah but our friends at um splat attack have a great wienerville hanukkah episode right now yes you guys should check out um so, uh, but since they've got it covered, we decided to instead do New Year's Pete. Yeah. Switch
1: gears. I feel, I feel good about it. That, that splat attack episode, uh, the Wienerville Hanukkah is great. They have Mark Wiener on it. I yeah. sent you a quick text saying this might be a little anticlimactic <laughs> if we also do the special. <laughs> uh and uh you know we did a quick turnaround we realized uh you know maybe be fun to do a new year's episode but also we haven't talked about pete and pete since last june 2021
2: that's so out of character for you both
1: (laughs) yes i feel i feel it's almost like um i didn't know but like i feel a relief now that we didn't go a full calendar year without talking about it
3: uh um Wait, it was just a few months ago, June or the no, June no, before?
1: no, okay. no. Our last one was with Danny Tamborelli in twenty twenty one.
3: Okay, so that's more that's longer yeah. than a full calendar year.
1: Oh yeah, well I guess so, but I meant like yeah, I guess I meant like twenty twenty two. Oh, well, I
3: see. Yeah. you yeah. know you you want to beat and peed on the books. Sure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that that, <laughs> that did feel so uh, momentous that um. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like okay to. Let that sit in the ether for a while.
1: Yeah, everybody listening's like, you know, you guys could have hung it up forty-eight episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, believe it's
2: been a year and a half though. I'm excited to talk Pete and Pete. Oh
1: yeah. my gosh, yeah. Um, this is a this is a Pete and Pete special, so not technically part of season one or two uh, or three. Um, I believe it's the fifth special, the last special that aired before. They officially kicked into season one, and it aired January second. It says nineteen
2: ninety three. So this was before season one.
1: Yeah, this is like yeah, this is with all the specials like uh, what we did on our summer vacation. Yeah, Uh, this is them really. I feel like even this episode, I feel like you can feel them testing out like the tone of the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, Melissa, do you have any memories of this one? No. no? And mm-hmm.
2: probably because, spoiler, I don't think it's that good.
1: Oh, no. wow. <laughs> Bringing the, um, the fire.
2: It's not, it's not bad. It's just, it felt like, I don't remember this being on at all, but I really would have thought that this was, no, I guess Pete the age Pete's age makes a it's kind of telling when mm-hmm. it aired, but yeah. it mm-hmm. just seems like older, like losing steam. I, I don't fe-
1: know. Andrew, I feel like the last like five episode reviews we've done with our friends have like you and I have like drooled over them, and everybody's like, "What are you guys talking?" <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <about?" laughs> this this one makes you guys drool.
3: Uh, well, I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not showing my cards. Okay. I'll, I'll just say nice that time. like, um, compared to last week's fair, uh, or last episode's fair, um, Nick Thanksgiving fest, this felt like a sort of a breath of fresh air.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty low bar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it It is, you know, in a sense, a New Year's episode, but it's, you know, it's kind of not, too. I guess we can get into that. But um, I was wondering, like, what were some of your guys, what was some of your traditions as a kid on New Year's? Like, what, what did, did you guys have any traditions? Was it different every year? What did you guys do on New Year's when you were little?
2: Um, my parents always had a big party because it's my dad's birthday. Yeah. Mm. So. And Andrew, you were always there, right?
1: Yeah, you? yeah. Oh, okay. And so you guys nice shared
2: all our New Years together when we were younger.
1: Yeah. Um, at Melissa's house. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's nice. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh... kissed
2: at midnight.
1: <laughs> Who did? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Me and Andrew.
1: No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, at least ten people are going to
3: listen to this. Stop <laughs> it.
2: Uh, our parents.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, uh, the Twilight Zone marathon. Ah, yeah, really right, a big thing. Yeah did you did really you guys good. watch it at your house? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not like was uh, that?
2: it was always yeah, the next yeah. day. We always went to our grandma's house, and grandma always had that playing.
3: Sure, yeah.
2: That's my memory of it.
3: Do you have a
1: preference between New Year's Eve or New Year's Day?
2: Um, mm. I'm more of a New Year's Day person I think I find the, the Twilight Zone very relaxing and like mm. parties over everybody's kind of sleepy because they were up so late and we would just kind of lounge around at grandma's house I loved that mm. I but- think
3: <clears throat> I, I maybe like New Year's Eve a little more I feel like um, just because New Year's Day feels like well it's here now we're Already in the next year. So yeah. be back to... Almost back to normal.
2: Really? Man,
1: man I... So I, like... I, I find New Year's Eve to be so depressing. And I, <laughs> I... I've never been able to kind of put my finger on it. But I always feel sad on New Year's Eve. I think it's because of this, like, expectation that you're supposed to be, like,
4: mm.
1: going crazy. And I've just never... Number one, I, like, hate parties. And number two, like... I just I feel like I can never live up to that right like no matter what you do it just kind of feels like uh, and also like the sadness of the year passing and I I just like it's a I feel like and we you know we live in Cleveland it's always gloomy always cold uh, it just always feels like an ugly day and uh, I've just come to really dislike it so I'm I'm gonna have to side with Melissa here New Year's Day being kind of like the alright there's no expectation of fun just the opposite Mm. like Sit on the couch, eat the leftovers. Yeah, um, I, love I love that. that. But did I,
2: you any New Year's resolutions or anything? You don't seem like the kind of person that would. Um, if it's depressing to like look back on the oh, year.
1: No, yeah, definitely not. Um, I feel like maybe there was a couple years I like told myself I would, but I even I don't even think I got to the point where I made one. No. what about you
2: me um no I mean when I was younger it would be like I'm gonna write in my new diary I got for Christmas every day and it would peter off by by March I wasn't writing anymore but mm. that's my only <laughs> real memory of it
3: Andrew New Year's resolutions um no like hard and fast ones but maybe just uh, just like some a, a general. Perhaps trying to do better than I did last year you know, as yeah. a human being. Well, that's good. That, that's very little
1: Pete uh, in the spirit of little Pete. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, as a little kid, I, there was like two phases. So when I was really little, my parents would send me to my grandparents' house. And I feel like for most of the years, like I didn't <laughs> even make it to midnight because they'd go to bed so early um so like like, they would
2: go to a party and your grandparents would babysit
1: my parents would have the party
2: oh oh you couldn't even be at the party
1: well as an adult now i kind of appreciate this um (laughs) but but uh yes but no then i eventually hit an age i want to say it was like close to middle school where like then i started staying home but honestly the party like I I always felt so inconvenienced by the party, like, oh, this is so annoying, like, you know, I don't know. Um, Anyway, I guess maybe, this is like a therapy session of maybe why I hate New Year's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just the culmination, it's the party of parties, and, you know, you don't like parties.
3: It's impossible to, like, live up to its expectations. yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't hate I like we I think we've done some New Year's together where it's been like small gatherings. And I, I do I do truly enjoy those when it's like a small group yeah. of friends. But like the expectation of like, yeah, a party party, you know, where there's like maybe people you don't know. I'd rather just, you know, that, watch TV on the couch.
2: <laughs> that reminds me this is off topic, but this reminds me of my 30th birthday party when it was in my tiny apartment that I shared with Max when we first got married. And you came over for my 30th, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and you just, like, didn't, you were on the couch, and there were people there that you didn't even know, like, being totally wild, and just, one of them was, like, running around with a knife, like, pretending to be a character, (laughs) and you were, you were so ready to go home, (laughs) like, I do not want to be here anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I am both like I I have the ability to be both very extroverted, uh but my nature is like um to like pretty much crawl inside myself. You know what I mean? Like um, <laughs> No I get it. I, but that was a lovely party. I don't want you to think ill.
2: Oh no, uh, that party was a good show if I can say
1: that. <laughs> i my main memory is that it was just very hot it was like a lot of people Oh
2: yes that's right and my birthday is the day after christmas so it's freezing outside but i had to have all the windows open because it was so hot in that little apartment with all those people yeah yeah it wasn't a good night yeah there are a lot of people but
1: what is your guys what is your guys relationship with Mm. jetpacks
2: I love jetpacks. The Rocketeer was one of <laughs> my favorite sure. movies as a child.
1: Oh yes,
2: mm. big fan of jetpacks.
1: Man, Rocketeer was a big. I felt like a big deal that like nobody even thinks about it anymore.
2: I know, it was huh. a huge deal to me. That was like my first real crush. Wow, I just thought he was so cute.
3: <laughs> Andrew, jetpacks. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pro jetpack. I like okay. it. Uh, if they, I feel like pretty early on it entered my mind that like, how would you possibly control this thing? Mm. Um, so that's a problem. But if they, but if you actually, if they were like workable and you could do it, like you think of it, um, yeah, like, like the
2: rocketeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who mastered it?
3: <laughs> he did master <laughs> it. That's why <laughs> they called him.
2: <laughs> what about Whatever. you joey
1: um yeah i i think they're danger. they seem dangerous uh i wouldn't wear one
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> um you, you but, mean if you could like fly around like pete in this episode you wouldn't try it give it a shot
1: hell no i would oh. i'd be i'd be all about that leaf blower
3: <laughs> oh, give me a break. i mean now maybe for me but when I was oh no kid, as a you know kid what?
1: if i had a leaf blower as a kid that'd be so fun um but you got to
3: experience a leaf blower as a kid
1: no it was rakes it was mm. it was it was a 100 yeah. percent rake house
3: we were <laughs> the blower's not that much better but like it is also a lot better Hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 no 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 i
1: mean having now used a blower sure. i can unequivocally say <laughs> blower. um no i guess i you know i don't have any relationship really with jetpacks uh i just don't want to put something on my back that could uh, fail that high up um
2: <laughs> right
1: you know but I, I i i like this as a little pete yeah uh oh, yeah some, you know, this idea of little Pete being in love with this particular thing makes, you know, a whole lot of sense yeah. as far as getting to know him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
2: totally. a lot of money.
3: Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. get back. An impossible amount at that age. What is Absolutely. it now?
2: Do we check with inflation what that you, would be now?
3: You want me to check it?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd like All to right. know. Uh,
1: I know, I know the, I know a website where you can put in the year. Um, so, this is my stray observations, but the jetpack costs four hundred fifty-six dollars and ninety-eight cents. What year was that? That was ninety-five, or when this episode? This episode aired January second, nineteen ninety-three. Okay, that jetpack. So in 1993, that jetpack cost $456. Uh, This year, it would cost $886. Hmm.
3: Still just an
1: insurmountable amount of money. Oh my gosh, for a seven-year-old or whatever? Like, just
2: impossible. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Though, you know, little Pete comes up with
3: some fun strategies. Yeah. You know, I know we've probably mentioned this before, but Nickelodeon did such a good job of... um, weird toys like they almost they didn't quite get to jetpack level but um you know stuff like moon shoes i mean that's just weird enough and it didn't quite pay off maybe as good as it sounds but um yeah they did a pretty good job at that stuff yeah yeah, yeah.
2: did they start gack yeah
3: yeah yeah just like these weird bizarre almost like unreal toys right okay all right, well that that feels like the uh,
1: the right amount of conversation about jetpacks and
4: um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh,
3: I I just want to add that I am just like a sucker in stories and and shows like this, like for that like comic book looking page that you can send away for. Mm. Um, something so good about that.
1: Yeah our our friend Allie. Um, she has the Krebstar star page on Instagram and she's like reproduced. I don't know if she reproduced this one, but she's reproduced a bunch of like kind of the Krebstar star items and made it look like an ad kind of like what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, they're oh, really cool. Neat. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't checked in a little bit, but you know, that was at big door prizes. Uh, you can order, you can like order some of those from, from her. So kind of cool.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: Andrew, do you want to talk about new year's Pete? Sure. Yeah, let's
3: get into it. Eleven thirty-one, New Year's Eve, <laughs> Wellsville. <laughs> so, I, so, I like this uh, opening. Oh you know
2: what's funny is I was Love watching it. this. I was watching this with Max. He was in the room, and I, I was eating, and I looked down. You know, while it was playing, and Max was like, "You didn't catch that. It's eleven thirty-one. You aren't Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, what's the big
3: deal? Okay, sorry. So I rewound it and started over. So it's funny that you had to mention it. Too. <laughs> wow! Good, good
1: for Max. Yeah, I I think I share a lot in common here. I get very frustrated. I I am one of those people that like if we're sitting to watch something and you're not watching it, <laughs> I'll like I'll very explicitly say like, oh, it said this. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in Tokyo now. It's a year later.
2: Well, that's um, the people that aren't paying attention. They're grateful for that.
3: I don't think so. Not my experience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, little Pete rides his bike past an old reveler as he celebrates the new year uh, out on the tree lawn. uh, Just uh, already, like, it's five seconds in, and this old guy on the lawn. Something about it's really good. Uh, we um, should also note that
1: the episode starts with the chiming notes of everywhere by Polaris oh sure yeah. and it just like it gives the show such an uh, <laughs> an unmatchable advantage over any other children's show <laughs> uh, you know what I mean like how many yeah, how many kids oh, shows yeah. are willing to risk on a Sunday afternoon uh beginning like with this sort of genuine melancholy you know what I mean
3: yeah right. oh yeah and leading into a new year's episode it like a holiday um yeah crazy yeah yeah but so good um so while pete's parents party he wonders what's so happy about the new year he explains that last year he made his first new year's resolution and unlike the grown-ups uninspired goals he was (laughs) aiming higher to change the world Love
2: it. oh Oh, i had a note here already (laughs) yeah um There's an image of his dad eating cocktail wieners. (laughs) I mean, I remember those from when I was a kid, but have you, either of you, seen cocktail wieners at a party since the 90s? Mm. I forgot about those tasty little
3: treats. It's it's been a while, but I love them.
2: They're delicious. Maybe I'll bring those to grandma's for New Year's this year.
3: uh, Yeah, that's a good idea. I've I've never had
1: one. Wow. Wow. They're They're just little hot dogs
2: little teeny Basically, hot dogs marinated yeah. in a tasty sweet sauce.
1: Mmm. I didn't realize there was a sauce on it. I guess that would be the cocktail.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, Chef's kiss. Yeah, they're so good. Also, uh, it doesn't happen till like, the end of the episode, but as soon as they, they showed Don eating those t- cocktail wieners, like, the shot of him, like the close-up on his mouth sucking one in, um, just <laughs> popped into my head.
2: Oh, was it at the end of the episode? My thing, yeah. or the beginning? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. I interrupted for no, no reason. No, it's okay. Uh,
3: while we're talking about the party, though, um, you know, it's not quite perfection, but I, l- I do like the cutaways to the parent party.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. This
1: is like a hundred percent. A nightmare for me. This part, <laughs> this, party. Oh, this party,
2: the yeah. handheld camera. Because isn't the camera kind of handheld and it's a little chaotic?
3: Yeah, I think it, so. Yeah, yeah.
2: Kind of, it matches the energy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, for sure. Some something about this episode also, um, like, really nails to me the feeling of some of a party like this, maybe um, during this time period. Like, I mean, compared to now, it's got such an early 90s feel to it. Mm, like before yeah. there was, I don't know. I don't know. Even the party feels like sort of small-ish yeah. in a way. Um,
2: I no, I agree. And there's a lot of walls. Like now I feel like it, parties are just these open concept houses. But mm, there it's yeah. like you're in somebody's tiny living
3: room. <laughs> yes. 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 Room. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Or the hallway. Yeah,
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Well, the key to Little Pete's changing the world was an O'Reilly Retrofire Jetpack.
0: I thought back on the whole stinking year. Everybody kept asking me how I was going to change the world with just a jetpack. I'd always say the same thing. First of all, it's not just a jetpack. It's an O'Reilly Retrofire Jetpack with submersible fuel pods. Then I'd say, shut up. Who knows what I'd do? Maybe fix the hole in the ozone layer, or drop in on Peking and Tall World Peace. Whatever I did, the planet would end up a better place for all of God's creatures. All I needed was $456.98. I
1: I am, um... You know, I was shocked that this wasn't a Cripstar
3: item. Ah. Uh, yeah, I I've, didn't even think of it. I,
1: I feel like uh, I didn't notice it. Whenever, you know, I previously watched this episode, but this time I felt shook that uh, there was there, there was even another company uh, yeah, in, this, yeah. in this universe.
3: Yeah, May, uh, now I don't even remember. Is Cre- Maybe Krebstar is not even a thing until the first season.
1: I don't think so, though, because I want to s- I want to say there's a Krebstar reference in um what we did on our summer vacation. I could be wrong, but I thought there was. There could be. Um but you know, maybe they haven't hadn't embraced it as uh the ongoing joke it
3: would become. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um I, I might have called that O'Reilly, but it was really Riley. But uh it's <laughs> oh, also oh, oh, it... oh, right.
4: <laughs>
1: Did you see that lady who hired uh the original people who sang the O'Reilly yes. jingle to sing at her wedding?
2: <laughs> yes. No. it did did not sound the same
1: well they definitely have aged but (laughs) it was pretty cool they even had the guy who like read the you know informational part
2: oh yeah that's right oh my gosh is that a cleveland thing
1: no i think they're national right oh are they Hmm. i don't know hold on i'm gonna feel real stupid if they're not national as in like people are gonna be like what are they talking about (laughs) um No, their headquarters are in Missouri.
2: Oh, okay. Well, they, that's great. They seem local. Like, that's how just the quality of their mm. commercials. Is. <laughs> I mean, not to say that it's bad, but it reminds me of, like, oh. something local. maybe that's the feel they're going for. So you feel like they're your neighbor. Yeah,
3: probably. So you go to them thinking they're not a big chain store. Yeah. <laughs> this episode brought to you by O'Reilly's. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to make the money, but to make the money in order to buy it, he and Big Pete go door to door checking for landmines. Um, this is great. Oh yeah, landmine thing. Love the sequence. Uh, yeah, and it's just like it's such an amazing choice because it's like a cheap thing, but it's super effective. Like super cartoony almost um you know it's like they just nailed that like getting the very most out of whatever they had
0: satisfaction is our guarantee Uh, i don't know
2: i'll have to ask my husband is he home no i'm not married but as soon as i do meet that certain special someone i'll be sure to ask him this
0: isn't a joking matter one landmine can ruin your whole day no you're ruining my whole day well, then you'll be interested in one of our free inspections. No, we're
2: oh. drawing a complimentary one. rush. Oh. N-O spell.
0: Oh. How soon can you start?
1: Yeah, I... Absolutely. Like, just the practical effects of the lawns blowing up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Just the dialogue between... The Pete's and whoever owns the house and yeah, yeah. it felt I don't know almost and, it felt almost sitcom for Pete and Pete but still yeah, yeah. you know within Pete and Pete yeah
3: yeah uh, also perfect e- escalation between events like the first time it's the action figure the second time it's the dog the third yeah. time it's Ellen yeah it's like it's just they, they just know what they're doing oh yeah um <laughs> Uh, but all that comes to a stop when Big Pete gets distracted, saving Ellen from one of their booby traps. Um, this was a little weird that this is Big Pete's only uh, appearance in the entire episode.
1: Yeah, the whole episode. Uh, I think this is only one of two episodes that Little Pete narrates. Mm. Um, but yeah, Big Pete is just very much. You know, this is it for him. This is Little Pete's story.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. um, Well on his way to save the world All by himself Little Pete has a run in with crossing guard Frank Gulcher Yes oh my gosh I love crossing guard Frank so much <laughs> He's great yeah <laughs> uh, And this whole uh, Interaction is very good um, It's yeah. a little strange even Like there's no music or anything It's just kind of like It gets a little meaner than Pete and Pete Maybe sometimes does Stop
0: my white grunge bag. I'm on my way to save the world.
3: Saving the world
0: begins with pedestrian safety. Blow it out your nose hole, Frank. What was that? Blow it out your nose hole.
1: Scrape me sideways, pipsqueak.
0: Not bad. What a way to start the year. I lost my best friend to a girl. But still, I haven't. After all, I did have my very own personal superhero.
3: At 11.43, Pete's bike is still rolling. (laughs) Fortunately, Little Pete still had Artie, who was completely puberty-proof, to help him on his paper route.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love when Little Pete says that Big Pete has
3: been sucker-punched by puberty. (laughs) 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 Poetry. Yeah, yeah. But when Artie takes out one of the neighbors... Pete gets the superhero to sub in on his dad's bowling team. Um, This whole uh, paper route thing with Artie's great. The wind up and smashing the guy in the chest with the paper. (laughs) Uh, The guy from The Sopranos?
2: (laughs) Yes, that's what I thought of. I've never even seen The Sopranos.
3: Uh, I believe the guy in the yard is a different guy. Oh, really? I think so. Yes, because that's what I thought at first, and I was going back and like going through the credits and stuff. I believe that's a different guy. But he the just, guy at like, the bowling looked. alley definitely is. Yes, yes, the guy, <laughs> yeah.
0: Dad's bowling team, cranson Spackle, needed a sub for their big match against Lamsing's Taco Palace. I had just the guy they needed. All I had to do was bet my wad on Dad's team and let Artie do the rest. Where is he? He'll be here.
1: Well, where does this guy live?
0: In a Portageon. You
3: know what? Using his telepathic ball guidance system, Artie nearly gets a perfect game until he gets poached by a scout from the Pro Bowling Tour.
1: Yeah, so he... I, I mean, I really love this sequence at the bowling alley. First off, there's just something about bowling alleys. It's like a great setting for yeah, any media. Yeah, very good. Um, the... the is it a hamster or is it a mouse in the ball um
2: it's a hamster it's a hamster wait
1: great.
2: it might be a mouse
1: either way it's a great gag
3: um
1: like the effects they use to show the ball like stopping and starting
3: yeah are really fun um, um yeah arty's intro just like when, when, they oh, when, he gets there. Over, when they pan over to him and it's like silo- his silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah,
1: there's a few great shots. That one, a uh, little Pete standing in the street as like the bike rides away and there's like kind mm. of this glow from behind him. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: Um, yeah, there's some cool shots in this thing. Yeah. Um, also, this whole pro bowling tour thing uh, just feels very appropriate for Pete and Pete.
1: You know. yeah except right that in this episode they say that he never
3: sees Artie again yes uh maybe they i mean since this was the last special maybe they thought they may very well not get picked up for yeah that's true series.
1: that's true and that's a funny way if you think you're going out that's a funny way to send Artie out it's not a bullet. Yeah, tour. yeah. <laughs>
2: yes he's <laughs> just gone <laughs> <laughs> um
3: whatever yeah uh, at eleven fifty, as Pete's bike continues to glide down the street, he thinks of Artie's profile on TV. Uh, in this weird, like cutaway, it's like a commercial or, or like a show profiling Artie the bowler. Yeah, um, I like it. I mean, yeah, that's funny. Artie coming out of his uh, port-a-john with his <laughs> hair like stuff in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Stuck doing his paper route by himself, it's even worse than it had been, thanks to the inclusion of a a special 98-pound Artie supplement. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) this moment where the uh, paper flips open to that Artie article. (laughs) uh, So good. His face in that character is so great. Um, During his delivery, he once again gets stopped by the crossing guard, and they find themselves in a sidewalk standoff. Each of them refusing to budge overnight.
1: Again, I love this so much. Anything with I, there. I don't think there's a scene with Crossing Guard Frank that is not great. Um, <laughs> they're like him and Little Peter, just gr- really great uh, yeah. together. The chemistry is unmatched. <laughs>
2: yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. It's
2: pretty depressing, though. Yeah. Makes
1: me <laughs> yeah, Crossing Guard Frank is. There's something about his character, almost more than any other adult on um, Pete and Pete, that just reeks loneliness and like sadness. Yeah. Uh, and this episode really drives it home.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Because he's not. He's not. He's not like bus driver Stew, where there's like a. I I there's not a major screw loose. You know what I mean? Like we get his backstory here. We know why he's committed to the job. He's Whoa. not. He's not totally insane.
3: Okay. <laughs> Right. He, I mean, he he's is? definitely I don't, I, well I'll say there, he has um, like a lot, like some of these adult characters have like a, uh more like childlike quality than the average adults for yeah. sure for sure yeah. but the, I mean,
1: you know, this guy's busting out cigarettes Right. <laughs> sure. you know, he's he, he's talking
3: to Pete like he's like a 40 year old man,
2: right. he's, he's know, a he's workaholic a
3: yeah, but that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I like about some of these adults is, like, their ability to, like, Pete's, like, on their level. I like mm. that. Like, the kids yeah. are on their level. And instead. They're not, like, a, yeah. the regular adult. Correct. Correct. Um, All right, so we have a standoff. Okay, yeah. So the next morning, Pete tricks Frank into letting him cross, but seeing how pitiful Frank looks on the p- sidewalk alone. Pete feels bad enough to not only listen to why Frank never leaves his post, but also to take the crossing guard out.
0: At that moment, as I turned to laugh in his face, I saw Frank for what he really was a lonely guy just trying to do his job. You know, I never told anybody about this before, kid. Shoot. All right. Help. It was 11 years ago, a Thursday. I looked away from the crosswalk to light a smoke, you know? (laughs) No big deal, right? Wrong. A cat named Mr. Boots crossed without looking. He was wasted on catnip. (laughs) He never saw the Ford Imperial coming. Roadkill pizza?
1: No,
3: no. Yeah, it's close um, though. And Too Frank's close. story. Frank's story's pretty good. Smoking this cigarette, telling this story of this <laughs> yeah. cat, and then finally, it's like, well, he didn't actually. The cat didn't actually get killed, but it was so close that Frank <laughs> could never leave the cross again. Yeah. Uh, who? Wh- what was it? Uh,
1: Miss or Boots? Mister Boots or? Mr. Boots, I think that was it. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Drunk yeah. on catnip. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love
2: that line.
3: <laughs> or wasted on catnip. Yeah, yeah, waste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um well well with the jetpack still on Pete's mind, he starts charging money to cross the road and even chases down a line skipper. Uh, I love this line skipper thing. Oh yeah. Him chasing this guy through <laughs> the... <laughs> cutting through the yards. Yeah, yeah, the guy thinks he gets got away, and then Pete suddenly just there, right in front of him. Yeah. Um, but when Pete gets caught abandoning his post, Frank fires him. Ugh. The good Man. news was, he still made enough money to send away for the Riley jetpack. Yes. <laughs> On the day the package arrived, though, Pete knocked the mailman over, trying to get it, and he ripped open the box to find a leaf blower. Yeah Bite my scab, blowhole But
0: still, the week's creeped by slugs Then, on December 19th, it came After everything I'd been through The raw power of the Riley was finally at my command Not that I was all that excited or anything as I shredded the box, I thought about how I'd soon be spitting in the face of evil everywhere, just like Abe Lincoln. Like Can you imagine what Honest Abe could have done with a Riley retro Fire jetpack? History was in my hands now that I have my trusty, fuel-injected leaf blower. No! Well thinks a Riley sent me this stupid leaf mistake i
3: mean that's such a uh, like i know you like it but that's such a perfect kid yeah moment this is probably the the moment i am remembered from this episode more than anything is that like perfect disappointment you think it's a jetpack it's a boring leaf blower yeah this
1: is my christmas getting the jumanji board game (laughs) uh opening it up and being like "What." Is this? This is not Jumanji.
2: <laughs> what happened? It was something else.
1: Well, you know, like you've seen the movie Jumanji. It's like yeah. this beautiful wooden carved oh, yeah. board, right. and it looks like every other
4: you right. know
1: Mattel yeah. Yeah. <laughs> generic game yes. you've ever Cardboard. seen. It's impossible. It like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was just like a huge that that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's a shame.
1: Um, (laughs) I mean, I wanted the animals to come out of the board. Is that too
3: much to ask? Yeah. Um, uh, At 1158, having lost everything, Pete decides to celebrate New Year's with the one person he can think of who will appreciate it. Frank. Love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Pete races his bike to try to make it to the crosswalk before the clock ticks down, and he gets there just in time to wish Frank a happy day.
0: I guess you're looking for this, huh, kid? No, I was looking for you. Oh, yeah? Why? You need some quick cash? I just wanted to tell you something. What? And I'm a blowhole, huh? No, I just wanted to say, well, I'm sorry, and Happy New Year! Yeah. Happy New Year's to you, too, kid.
1: I try that. Yeah, he's got the little New Year's blower.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Something about that soul, that one blower going yeah. off. Uh does it make you sad? <laughs> partially. Yeah. Maybe partially set <laughs> like it's a bittersweet. bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. Bittersweet. totally. Sure. Frank says his resolution is to quit smoking again, just like last year. And Peace decides he'll give the whole saving the human race thing another note. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah there's I mean, something <laughs>
3: so, like, nice about this, like, nighttime
1: in the middle of the road feels, uh, feels just uniquely weird for a children's show. I know we've, this is well-trodden territory on this podcast, but I'm not sure it could be overstated how Bizarre, this is. Yeah, P- yeah. Pete, a <laughs> little Pete utters the line that life is a bumpy ride to nowhere. Um, it's like <laughs> this, this, this ending, uh, this kind of like nihilist ending. It's sweet, but it's also a kid show saying that, you know, yeah, right. just like yeah. you, <laughs> you usually don't really get what
3: you want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so good, though, in that way. I mean, I feel like that's maybe an aspect of this that has um, impressed itself on all of us mm-hmm. uh, Nickelodeon people. Sure. Um, might be part of the, you know, it's a big part of the magic. But, Absolutely. Um, and uh, and this is a moment where, like, they're alone together at the end. You know? Yeah. I, right. I love right. It feels that's nice. Right. And Frank uh, riding around on Pete's bike uh, as the camera zooms <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, something about it. And, you know, I, I don't know if, I mean, maybe we'll, this was going to come up later, but um, I noticed only right at the end that Pete has what seems to like a little cape, on. Um, maybe. A what? A cape? Oh, I never noticed that.
2: Yeah, I didn't pick up on
3: it. I only noticed it right at the end, but something about that seemed like a good... Uh, Little detail, you know, like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he
2: will save the world.
3: Like he's trying, but it's like a mini cape too. So it's like, you know, it's (laughs) yeah, it's just very good. Yeah,
1: beautiful. Well, should we should we talk about some of the stuff that went into it?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hi, this is bios, trivia, ratings,
3: and stray observations. Well, of course, uh, Debbie Harry is probably the big guest star that everybody knows from this episode. Mm. Um, from Blondie, most notably, I guess. Um, but some of the other people that were in this, Butkins, I think, is played by Alberto Al- Alejandrino. Um, his first credit was in Michael Jackson's Bad video. And he also appeared in It's Path, the movie, <laughs> and The Associate. <laughs> heck of a resume <laughs>
4: yeah
3: <laughs> um the old woman neighbor was played by irma saint paul um her credits include psychos in love 12 monkeys trees lounge thinner oh. oz *Chappelle's show and sopranos ah, i love me it's some true. trees Lounge*. Resume. yeah trees lounge is great um actually speaking of sopranos though i just we can cut this if you Want, but I do just want to mention, um, Rolex don't just put out like a, a top TV shows list or whatever. Yeah, and *Sopranos* was number one. No.
1: Yeah. Come, come I on. Mean, I, I mean, I agree. No, 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 that no, no I was believe, My reaction. I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. you. I believe you. I just. Uh, that's just. It's it's not. I I, I yeah. feel like you know when it came out. I understand when it came out how people could think that. <laughs> yeah yeah. but I feel like there's like three shows that came out this year that might like challenge <laughs> yes, <laughs> <agreed>. <laughs> um I've never
3: um, seen it uh oh I mean it's pretty good you know, yeah it's, it, it is worth I'm not, not trying to downplay
1: ever. it I like it yeah. uh but it's, it's not the best TV show ever yeah
3: what uh was Twilight Zone in the top 10 uh no what not, oh. i mean I, I haven't gotten beyond like the first 10 but it wasn't it, the top time was insane uh, I, But anyway Insane
2: uh, in that you don't agree with it?
3: Yeah yeah. Um, so the uh, uh, Speaking of Sopranos, the bowling agent Is played by Vincent Pastor Or Pastore I'm not yeah. sure how you say his name um, Besides Sopranos, he also appeared in Tales from the Dark Side goodfellas jerky boys joe's apartment corky romano yes and, uh, <laughs> and just tons of other stuff i mean I, he's one I, of those guys I, like. I was
1: really waiting i'm like is he gonna say corky romano <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
3: <laughs> um the uh head i'm giving away a uh straight observation here but the head of the other bowling team yeah. slim yeah is played by peter Linari. And his first credit was in Maximum Overdrive, which I was pretty excited uh-huh. about. Yeah. Um, he also appeared as the Garbage Man in Men in Black. Ah. Uh, also, Little Nicky, The Wire, and most recently, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Huh. Okay. Uh, pretty recognizable guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, the following: Mary Potts, Kirk Duncan, and Daniel Hicks, Hunter Thompson. Um, we're only credited with this episode of pvP but this is not
1: the hunter to- this is uh, not, not the not the hunter, hunter s Thompson no. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I feel like uh, will mcRobb has had to clarify like 30 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah. uh while well, I looked at the director of this episode maybe the coolest director i've ever looked at uh adam adam bernstein uh he directed two other pete and Pete. he directed season two on golden pete which is one i've really been dying mm. to get to at some point uh and he directed season three uh, uh 35 hours which is not one of my favorites mm. but um oh. yeah yeah but oh, his works. resume his resume is good so he starts uh in music videos In particular, he does a lot of stuff for They Might Be Giants. Uh, He does Don't Let's Let's Start. Uh, He does They'll Need a Crane, Birdhouse in Your Soul. Uh, He does the B-52's Love Shack. Um, He does Beastie Boys, Hey Ladies. Uh, He does uh, Violent Femmes, American Music. Um... Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby's Got Baby Got Back Oh my god, oh,
4: yeah. this guy
1: <laughs> Okay, here's a tie-in uh, he, di- he-, he directed It's Pat the Movie <laughs> oh It's Pat <laughs> uh, He directed um, A bunch, or no, he directed One Strangers with Candy, seven episodes Of Upright Citizens Brigade Wow uh, He directed On uh, Oz gonna be it's gonna take a while hold on ed uh rescue me entourage law and order uh 30 rock scrubs weeds um parenthood shameless bored to death uh the big c he directed eight episodes of breaking bad um house of lies californication the fargo tv series uh masters of sex bloodline nurse jackie orange is the new black Uh, The Mist, the TV series Um, Divorce, Sneaky Pete uh, Four Episodes of Better Call Saul um, Billions Fossey Verdon uh,
3: Just, I mean, like, wow, right? (laughs) (laughs) This guy's got a very confusing credit list to me I feel like there's a ton of amazing stuff in there And then some, like, real questionable stuff what is it how did this guy get on all these jobs yeah i mean he must
1: just be like a trusted dude in the business like call him in oh, yeah yeah he's, he's he's got like one episode of united states of terror uh he's got he he directed a web series i really liked called Wayney days with david wayne yeah, um, <laughs>
4: what?
1: yeah, yeah just all over the place weird. yeah yeah But, I mean, I do think he did a great job on this episode um, Yeah yeah. As director But, uh, yeah Yeah. Um, Any
3: trivia? Um, I think we pretty much covered mine Um, okay Uh, strap observations. Yeah Uh, Did you guys catch exactly how many cocktail wieners The adults are into their lives?
2: Um, no
3: (sighs) Was it like 4,000 or something? Hmm. Fourteen thousand. Oh,
1: <laughs> not even close. All right. It's my New Year's resolution. All right, Melissa.
2: Um. Oh yes. Okay. So what were the three New Year's resolutions of the three mm. adults that gave them?
1: Uh, Don wants to lose twenty pounds. Joyce wants to improve her hand strength, and Frank wants to quit smoking.
2: That's correct.
4: <laughs>
1: um, did you guys happen to catch uh, the jetpack, the Riley jetpack? Uh, mm-hmm. What city is it being sold out of? Oh no! It's on the flyer. I'm not sure. It's being sold out of Rockville,
3: Illinois. Oh, oh, wait, okay. Um, That's where yeah, they you,
2: filmed the show, didn't they? Film some of it in Rockville? Or no, uh, never mind. N-
3: New it. Jersey. Yeah,
2: New
3: Jersey. Um I mean, as long as we're at it, uh did you catch the whole address? Oh. No. <laughs>
1: uh, wait, 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 J- wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. PO box.
3: PO box 39. Twenty nine, I think. Ah, okay, okay. okay. But <laughs> <laughs> close. Um, it appeared to be Riley Jetpack, like CO, like care of, yeah, and then some like Asian symbols, I think. Huh. And okay. then uh, the zip code is four four five six seven, but I looked that up, and that's actually Youngstown, Ohio. Wow. Huh. That's, very-
1: that's a pr- it's a pretty depressing place, folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't
1: think I've ever been to Youngstown. No. Hmm. Uh, no, no need to yeah, go. To, <laughs> <nothing> <laughs> to see. Um Okay. Melissa, do you have more?
2: Um, no.
1: Okay. I do not. Okay. Wow. Uh did you guys catch how much the landmine service costs? <sighs> no. Nope. Forty
3: nine ninety nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> um did you get catch any of the jetpack features? Oh no! Oh no. boy! It's got this baby's got the easy touch dual throttle control, <laughs> submersible fuel pods, tubular flange mounts, gyro action stabilizer, and self cleaning carburetors. Wow! Sounds sounds
1: legit. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, how much how much was little Pete charging to cross the street?
2: 10?
1: 20, no. bucks. 20 bucks 20 bucks That's steep, man What a to Do you want me to use the inflation calculator? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's, it'll still be ridiculous
3: Sure uh, Did you get the type of bike Peep was riding? Oh, good one, no
2: A Schwinn? A Huffy?
3: It, it was a Schwinn oh. a, ty- a type of Schwinn, though
2: don't
3: know a stingray
1: Hmm. Oh. sounds cool uh what were the name of the bowling
3: teams mm. man i
2: don't
3: know <laughs> cranson spackle and lamb sings taco palace absolutely oh that's right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while we're on the bowling teams did you catch what the name of the team was on the back of Artie's shirt <laughs> it, it wasn't Cran- a Cranston spackle Almost, but not. What closet. was it? Spanson Crackle. <laughs> oh, I good. love
2: those little details.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Um, well, where, where, what was the name of the bowling alley? <sighs> I don't know. Sheesh, I don't know. I didn't pay attention enough, I
2: guess.
1: It was on the written along the wall, uh,
3: Lodi Lanes. Um, that actually comes up at some point but uh, anyway um, what um, this is just kind of an observation itself I can't really come up with a question for it but um, Mrs. Puel answered the, was the first lady who answered the door uh-huh. and I wondered is she related to mail carrier Eunice Pule? oh wow there you go now you're thinking
1: mm. yeah I like it
2: Hey, this is. I just googled Lodi Lanes, and it's in Lodi, New Jersey, and it's still Whoa. running.
1: All right, <laughs> should we go?
2: They closed at the midnight tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, you want to go wow. tonight? <laughs> 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 yeah. That All right. Well, we
3: can we can book a flight. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, We're here at Lodi Lanes to celebrate P <laughs> and P.
1: Like, what it's
2: are the, you talking it's a about? The seven hour drive
1: i wonder okay. if anybody's ever brought it up to them probably not <laughs> probably not no um you what was
2: call on, you should call on one of your episodes and pretend to be Artie. yeah right.
1: um what was don's final bowling score
3: oh wow Man, jeez I, I have no know. idea uh, oh i'm
1: sorry uh 129 uh, wow, <laughs> pretty low for Doug. No, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, pretty good oh. for me, but
3: uh, pretty bad <laughs> if you're on a bowling team. Right. Yeah. Um, did you catch what the Pete's uh, radio radiation suits are made of that make them bomb-proof? Oh, no. Nope.
2: It's a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, it seemed, like,
1: it seemed like Big Pete was almost struggling with the line.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a tungsten
3: mylar blend. Mm. Okay, okay. Oh, that's it? I thought there was more to it. (laughs) Well, he bets Uh, it. um, The
1: guy who signs Artie to a contract, you can see his name signed on the contract. Did you see what his name was, the guy from Sopranos?
2: I gotta step it up when I do these.
1: (laughs) Nah, I missed this. It appears to be Vincent Park. Hmm.
3: Um did you catch where Artie's Portageon is located? Lodi, New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, uh there's uh they mention a like particular place. Oh. No. <laughs> it's, it's outside of Jiffy Lube.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right, I remember that.
1: Uh what cities does Artie
3: hit on the bowling tour? Mm. Oh yeah. Uh Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. In Biloxi, Mississippi. You got it. Um, the Did you catch the name of the paper?
1: No, I, I. No, I got the name of the article, but not the paper.
3: Mm. The Wells Oh wait, yes, Co- yes. H-
1: wait, is it the Herald? Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. And then the articles already strikes it big. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many ways is there to kill a man? <laughs> Oh
3: boy. 28 maybe? You're close. 23. Uh, Does that include uh,
1: Frank's method? Uh, Yes. Uh, Little Pete says 22, and (laughs)
3: Frank says Uh. actually there's 23. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How long did it take for the jetpack to be delivered? Or, like, Uh, what was the estimated delivery time? I don't know. Four to
1: six weeks. Hmm. Well what day does Sorry. it what day does it arrive?
3: December 19th. You got it. Um This
2: is incredible.
3: Did you <laughs> did, did you happen to know why Pete was practicing German? <laughs> um no. What did he say? I forget why. <laughs> For his summit meeting in Düsseldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably with his jetpack, you yeah.
1: uh Like schlaf Do you remember what it meant? Uh bite my scab? Yes, uh bite my scab blowhole. Oh, bite my <laughs> blowhole. <laughs> Which I actually I pulled up the English to German translation and they they're they're pretty
3: close. Mm, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that must have been pretty tough back then, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my last except for lines. Oh, okay.
1: Um, Mr. Boots, when he was wasted on catnip, never saw what car coming?
2: <sighs> oh my gosh. I almost
3: noted it. Just didn't. I don't know. That'd be a Ford Imperial.
1: Mm, Ford
3: Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did note
1: that Uh, On the scene where he's working the crosswalk, they have so many extras. I started to try to count and I got to 50, and I just had to stop because I like they went so far back that it was like blurry.
2: I wonder if it was just everybody in the neighborhood
1: whoever wanted to come out. It had to be, and it had to be unpaid, of course. Um, Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, do you want to do some lines before we do ratings?
3: Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, there's a couple good arty lines in this one. My first one is, hold on to your coffee, snorty buttkins. <laughs> yeah. And, um, also, look at the work, boy. Look at the work. <laughs> is he spinning the newspaper? Yeah. Um, uh, I-, I, also wanted to just note that Ellen said at one point, hi, Pete and Pete. Ah. Oh, usual. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh man, one of my one of my favorite lines. Looking at Frank pouting on the sidewalk, Pete says, "At that moment, as I turned to laugh in his face, <laughs> I saw Frank what he really was."
4: <laughs> um,
3: and f- finally, uh, Pete Pete saying, uh, "Can you imagine what Honest Abe could have done with a Riley retrofire jetpack?" <laughs>
1: Yes, so good Uh, One that I wrote down that wasn't an insult Was uh, one night you get all wiggly Thinking about changing everything But in the end, you're just a (laughs) phoebe." Yeah Um, Alright, but the insults These are at least the ones I caught Uh, Chew my lint Chew my lint grandpa
2: Is that what he says in the beginning?
1: Yeah to yeah. the
2: grandpa on the street? Yeah. I rewound it three times trying to understand <laughs> what he said.
1: Yeah, it's a little its a little hard to make out. Um, so
2: what is it? Like, eat my belly button? Like, what is it? Gu- yeah, I guess
1: so. <laughs> I guess yeah.
2: so. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, out of my way grunge bag. Blow it out your nose hole, Frank. Mm.
2: Love it. Uh,
1: I-, I love Frank going, what did you say? <laughs> and little pete going blow it out your nose hole <laughs> it's <is> so good <laughs> and then and then frank responding scrape me sideways pipsqueak pip squeak and little pete going oh not bad <laughs> uh out of my way sash boy um and let's see uh and going somewhere crankbait bait. <laughs>
2: What is crankbait?
3: No idea. No idea what any of these mean. They were just such masters at making these up. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Mil- Will McRob talked about how, like, some of the stuff they wrote instead of swear words almost sounded worse, but because they didn't have swears <laughs> and then yeah. the network would approve <laughs> it. um, Kind of fun.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Ratings. Uh, this episode has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb pretty high mm. uh, out of five crib stars. What did you guys give
3: new year's Pete? Um, I gave it a 3.75 out of five. Okay. Um, I think it's very good. It's still a little rough around the edges. Like a lot of the first early, uh, specials are, but, um, a lot of great moments. It, it's, got it's it feels like it has everything about Pete and Pete in there sort of but that it just maybe didn't quite hone it down to it's like perfection yet but um, still a very good episode um, sort of a downer but in a good way um, so um, yeah it ju- it doesn't quite make it up to those top tier episodes but I still really enjoyed it
1: hmm. okay
3: hmm. Mo- Melissa
2: yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, <I mean. laughs> well, for me, knowing that it came out before the show really started to get going before season one came out, I guess I could be a little more lenient on it. But I, I just felt like it's out of character for Pete to want to save the world. Like, that's what? not... Like, isn't he more... Um, I don't know. I just feel like he's got a just a smaller world, like wow. in, in his thinking. Like, oh but do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> usually he's got a pretty bad attitude about stuff and like saving the world and the ozone. I just didn't seem like Pete. He's usually more close to home, like worried hmm. about that sort of stuff. I don't know. From what I remember, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong. Um, and then. I don't know. I one thing I love about Pete and Pete is it's so whimsical, but it's still plausible in a lot of ways. And in this episode, like yeah, the landmines, I, it was it's a cute idea, but it just didn't seem to fit along with the bowling ball, along with the guy getting hit with a newspaper and it's smoking on his chest and it's ripped up. Oh, it just, I don't remember seeing that kind of like ridiculousness. And am I wrong? Like, is there a lot of like impossible things that happen in the show in the seasons?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think there are some episodes that are more grounded, but there are definitely some like outrageous things that occur from time to time.
2: I guess I don't remember them very well. But this one, yeah, just seems there's a, there's a lot of outrageous stuff.
1: So what are you getting um, at?
2: I don't know. I well, <laughs> I mean, you guys made me feel better about it because I do like Frank. I really do. I like his storyline. But that was another thing. It's like they kind of went off topic from it wasn't just about New Year's resolutions. It became about Pete making money. And then, it, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like very linear to me. Mm-hmm. But I get. I don't know. I'll say a three. I'll stop talking.
3: Okay. Three. I think that's three. I'd
2: watch it. I'd watch it again.
3: Is this? Do you think this is your lowest episode of Pete and Pete?
2: Um. I'd. I'd have to rewatch it, but I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. Okay. But it's probably down there. Mm-hmm. It just. It jumps around a lot.
1: It yeah. does. I, I think I think that's absolutely fair. I as I was watching this, my biggest gripe was the writing did feel a little sporadic. I like I much preferred the crossing guard New Year's threadlines over the jetpack stuff, but I still think there's just like so many great little moments to pull from this episode. I think it's um, I think it's definitely better than like a handful of episodes from season three. Um so i i don't know i just found my i found myself kind of entranced by it maybe not loving it but entranced so i gave this a 3.9 um Mm. just because i think even at its worst pete and pete and this is not the worst but even at its worst pete and pete is like so much better than everything else we talk about uh that like
2: (laughs) (laughs) everything
1: (laughs) uh that it just feels like you know maybe it's like andrew said it's not in that upper tier it can't be a four or 4.5 or a five but um it is it's got a handful of moments that are like laugh out loud funny and um it it flew by for me i mean i, I didn't really feel the runtime so um 3.9 yeah. just shy of a four
3: nice yeah, yeah. again uh, compared to turkey fest it was like it just oh felt very nice to get into this episode absolutely Uh, (laughs) and and you know saying that this is like so much better than everything else isn't even to say that everything else is not good correct it's just like this is like a transcendent show
1: yes yes yep um do you guys want to name the episode oh yeah
3: Um. Yeah. Really tough for me. I finally decided to go with last year's Pete. Ah, last year's Pete.
0: Okay. Just like because
3: it. it's like I, I feel like it maybe, uh, feels like the episode like he's so concerned with uh, who he was this whole last year and like what he was doing. Um, right. And he's kind of discarding it for the
1: new year. Yeah. No, I think that's good. All right, Melissa. What did you come? Of?
2: New Year, same resolutions.
1: Mm. Like it. Yeah. New Year, same resolutions. Very good. Very good.
2: We can all relate.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, And I went with turning over a new Pete. Ah, yeah.
3: That's
1: good. Okay. That's good. Uh, I go back around. Where are they? Uh, Last year's Pete.
2: New Year, same resolutions.
1: And turning over a new Pete. We'll post those uh, on Instagram, and you guys can vote. Our last winner for Nick's Thanksgiving Fest went to Kevin with a Walmart brand Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and before we wrap up here, we have just a couple letters to read. We have a whole bunch of letters, but uh, we're just going to read a couple here the first one here is from Allison she said hey Andrew and Joey I just recently found the podcast and I love it I've listened to a lot of the older episodes and I discovered a show that I missed when it aired 15 <laughs> I've, I've watched every episode and enjoyed every bit of it thank you for introducing me to it please please do more 15 related episodes keep up the great work guys Allison
3: <laughs> really nice.
1: Yes. Um,
3: and yeah, I hope to talk Mark 15.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I uh, you know I don't think we will have any real long lasting legacy, except maybe <laughs> our <laughs> insistence that 15 belongs in the pantheon <laughs> of shows people should be talking about.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one comes from our longtime listener Quincy. He says, hey B-O-C-O-G's, first R.I.P. Coolio and R.I.P. Jason David Frank. Yeah, this, this podcast has been helping me get through the, through the days. Uh, I've been doing a deep dive into Pete and Pete episodes while listening to the podcast episodes. As I've been watching the show, I'm always getting caught rewinding Big Pete's opening and closing monologues. They're so poetic. Similar to Doug, the... The beginning of the show pulls you into the Character's environment and mind state In that episode Doug and Big Pete both give you their personal take On the dilemma that they're facing or feeling Which gives the show emotional weight Like episodes like Doug's Lucky Hat Or Hard Day's Pete Probably my favorite episode of Pete and Pete He says uh, Keep up the work. good work, Quincy oh, Thanks really Quincy nice to hear from Quincy Yeah, yeah. Um, And he's right on about the uh, Big Pete's monologues too I oh think. definitely uh, yeah so good um, speaking of Pete and Pete and poetry also Quincy the a poet and uh, I know some of his books are available on Amazon um, if you search Quincy Cannon so
4: yeah. consider oh, wow. that
3: yeah.
1: yeah he's pretty prolific yeah, yeah. awesome uh, we got one more here from Jennifer uh, it says hi, and- uh, hi Joey and Andrew Uh, I just finished listening to the Are You Afraid of the Dark Favorite Scenes episode and wow, it's awesome Definitely topped my Halloween I currently am revisiting some episodes that I haven't watched in years while eating candy corn Uh, The Tale of Apartment 214 is one that I don't watch because it creeps me out so much, but in honor of the holiday I did watch it, and yes, Madeline still scares me Anyway, here's what I've come up with for my favorite seven scenes Number 7 the reveal of the kids being dead from Old Man Corcoran. Mm, yeah. Six, the basement scene from Nightly Neighbors. Yeah. Five, the pinball coming down the escalator from the pinball mm. wizard.
3: <laughs> that that was very close to mine.
1: Oh yeah, that, I mean that was big time for Are You For The Dark. Yeah. Um, mm. Josh Home Alone in uh, Laughing In The Dark. Mm. Uh, number three, Nosferatu coming mm. out of the screen in Midnight mm. Madness. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, Two, the help me scene from Lonely Ghost. Mm. Probably the scariest as a kid for me. Uh, And number one, the reveal of Dee Dee being Judy, the prom queen from the tale of the prom Ah. queen. That is, that was, uh, you know, I watched that episode for for when we did those lists. And that is a great episode. That was another one I had just trouble picking which scene. Sure,
3: Sure. But
1: it has like a lot in common to me with like Dream Girl. It feels like a little more teenage a little more mature yes.
3: yeah 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 i really like that one we haven't talked much about it but
1: yeah uh she says thanks for the spooky podtober and for all the entertainment jen
3: uh really nice jen yeah um, so glad that she liked the episode too yeah I, I mean it was a really fun one. Oh,
1: that was all vaughn i mean that wasn't us yeah uh, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, just a little bit of other Nickelodeon related things going oh, on. Um, sure. did you catch the SNL, um, Kenan and Kel skit last week? You know, cou- no. <laughs> <laughs> I have something <laughs> to admit.
1: A couple people have sent it to me and I've not watched it yet. Um, oh, not it's because good. It's not I'm, yeah, not because I'm resisting it. It just like, I guess I just, it keeps
3: slipping my mind. It's good. Mm, yeah. Yes. I think I thought it was very good. Okay. Oh,
2: good. Um,
3: yeah, it was... yeah,
2: because they kind of brought back Kel at the was it the, the Emmys?
3: Um, oh, I don't know. Is Kel oh. is Kel in the sketch? Yeah, he's in it. Oh, okay, very cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, it it makes me like wish there's a Keenan and Kel show where they're adults and like their kids are and like their families are really normal, but they're still doing like crazy stuff all the time.
1: Really hard to believe that that's not a show. <laughs> um but uh you know uh vincenzo i think sent sent us something about them perhaps making another good burger movie
3: oh that would that would actually be really cool i think <laughs>
1: um yeah interesting okay i will i will check that out uh immediately yeah. after recording um all right well the the year is about to wrap up here for the podcast for all humans around the world um Andrew, how are we ending the year?
3: Uh, well, as usual, it's
1: our year in review, 2022. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Oh, I mean, I'm always excited, but you know they're very hard to do because yeah. I think, as we've talked about, I think we probably consume less new stuff than we ever have. Sure. Um, have you seen some movies or TV shows or listened to some music this year, Andrew?
3: I think I've seen and heard enough to mostly fill out my... (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, I'm excited to find out what Adam's Family video game you picked for this year. Mm, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcasts, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcasts. You can email us, as all those fine folks did, at orangecouchpodcasts at gmail.com. And you can hear us on Podbean... Uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify leave a rating or review that's really helpful Uh, and Melissa thanks so much for spending some time in Wellsville with us
2: oh thank you that was fun always fun
3: (laughs) yeah for sure
2: I was going to try one of the insults but I forgot and then I was (laughs) going to say crank and then I forgot the end and then I thought it's going to come out kind of vulgar (laughs) and I just didn't say anything just
1: well this explanation was oh. worth
3: it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Cranky anchors.
3: Yeah, there you go. Uh well we hope we'll see all you pipsqueaks next episode.
1: Sorry, (laughs) I'm on a real downturn here. I haven't won since Dollmaker.
3: I mean, that's (laughs) not that
1: long ago. Two and a half months. I'm dying here.